people get excited about the I do's and the I wills when it's wedding time. It's a beautiful thing to dream about the blissful day with the one you love. But too often we are not taking the time to consider the reality of the day-to-day -day living or securing our future. It is absolutely necessary to consider life after the honeymoon. I am Dr. Sabrina Ellis and welcome to Wife Life Securing Your Future. everyone. I am Dr. Sabrina Ellis. I am the host of Wife Life, Securing Your Future, which is a podcast part of the D-Free Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited because my friend, Dr. Martina Moore, is my guest. Dr. Moore holds a PhD in counseling and education and supervision. She is the president and CEO of More Counseling and Meditation Services Incorporated. That is an organization in the state of Ohio with several locations throughout the state. That organization is providing outpatient mental health care and substance abuse counseling. I am so excited to have her join me today with this particular podcast and this whole uh, discussion that we want to have. We are approaching the holidays and I am looking forward to having a conversation with Dr. Moore about our mental wellness as we approach this season. Thank you for being with me, Dr. Moore. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Sabrina, for having me. And it's so good to be with you and just to see your shining face again. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As I said, we all know that we're approaching the holidays and everybody's not excited about or looking forward to the holidays. Uh, we have those who actually have events such as Blue Christmas because they are aware of the fact that there are so many who are dealing with depression in this season. I personally believe that... Um, that our depression is uh, heightened, if you will, because we still have people dealing with the pandemic. And so many um, have lost loved ones during that season. And then there are others who have lost loved ones prior to that season who are still trying to navigate their way through the holiday season. And so, because I now understand by experience, what that is like. I certainly did not want to ignore an opportunity to have that conversation for especially widows and anyone else who has lost a loved one. So could you start by, uh, I know you're gonna offer us some points, um, but just a general um, suggestion if, if for lack of a better term right now, for how we approach the holidays and get through the holidays and not fall apart. Yeah. So I'll, I want to start out by saying you're absolutely right. I mean, the current research says that over 55% of people are dealing or will deal with depression during the holidays. So there are people who have an ongoing 
um, depressive disorder. And then there are people that have seasonal holiday depression as well. And, mo and many times that is exacerbated as a result of grief and loss. Um, and it can be grief and loss of a loved one, grief and loss of the way a person thought things should be or the way things were or relationships with people that even may still be living. So there's this whole blueness around the holidays for many people. And then, you know, we also look at the commercialization of the holidays and, and, and not taking into account that so many people don't see it that way. They don't see it a way that, you know, everybody gets together, we're having fun and we're opening these gifts and everybody's excited about what's coming on. And many people are just dreading like, oh my goodness, I have to wake up and face that day. Right. And so being able to normalize that and say, wow, there's so many people that deal with that um, just helps people to, to, to really look at it in a different perspective. And so um, one of the things that I've been working on is really helping people with just asking some questions to themselves about what they want for this holiday season for themselves. And so I, I thought maybe we could have a little bit of discussion about that too, um, Pastor Ellis, about how that goes in line just to help people because you're right. Um, loneliness and depression can just lead us into this spiral effect. Yes. And friends and families, so they expect us to be at a certain point where we're not. And it's not even realistic. And then sometimes we'll find ourselves trying to meet those expectations and it's, it's just not helping. And they'll look at us and say, okay, well, you should be beyond that all right now. Or, you know, if that person was here, they would expect you to be like this. Or, I mean, just all the absurd stuff that people say. And I quench when I hear people say it. Yeah. So what I'd like to be able to do over these next few minutes is just give people some tips of take care of yourself. And how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do that because... I, I do realize that not everyone knows how to handle those of us who are grieving. No, they don't. They, they don't. don't know. And most of the time they don't have to do or say anything. Yeah. Just yeah. let us, let us be, let us walk through it. Um, that is, you know, and so many people are just barely getting through it. So yeah. I listen, I welcome the tips. So let's go. Yeah. Well, you, 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 uh, and, and I want to give credit. This is from OnSite, which is a treatment center out of Tennessee. And we often share information with each other. Um, but one of the things, one of the first things is to sit with what feeling do I want to embody this season? So being able to say, do I want to sit with some sadness? That's okay. Do I want to sit with being reminiscent? That's okay. Do I want to you know, have joy? That's okay too. But making a decision of what feeling I want and not allowing others to define that feeling for you. And you probably can give um, um, some some nods to this pastor, or I'm still going to call you pastor, Doctor Pastor. That's okay. That's call you that. <laughs> um, you know, um, because people will put on you what feeling they want you to have because it's what makes them comfortable. Yes. And so during this season, where do you want to sit? And how, how do you want to experience the season for yourself? And being able to say that for yourself. And the second one is, who do I want to celebrate with? Maybe you just want to celebrate with yourself. Yes. Maybe you just want to sit there with the memory of your loved one. Maybe you do want to be surrounded by people, but there are select people that you want to be with. And maybe you don't want to be around the mass crowds. Um, and so being able to say, 
This is how I want to feel. And this is who I want to be with when I'm feeling that way. And giving yourself permission to do and say that. The third one is what traditions or practices do I want to partake in? And so that may mean you want to start a new tradition or a new practice. You may not want to do things the old way. Maybe, you know, people are used to, okay, we're going to have a turkey and we're going to have a dressing and all of that. And hey, maybe you just want to sit and watch a Hallmark movie. Right. Yeah, you know, or start a new tradition or a new recipe or, or maybe you want to go out, whatever it looks like for you. What is going to be your tradition? Or it may be your tradition that you don't want to be involved with any of them. <laughs> you know, that's okay, right? Right, right. But and and but I think people struggle with that because they feel so many feel like they have to be on. Yes. And I can't let them down and mm. I I have mm. to do this. Mm. And mm. one thing that I am learning um is that I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. You don't. You don't. You don't. And it's not okay, in my opinion, to pretend as if my life has not changed drastically. Yes. It is a drastic difference. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get trying to move forward, mm -hmm. but I don't understand trying to pretend like nothing ever happened. Right, right. And that right. there's a difference. And I think that's what sometimes people don't know how to handle or how to acknowledge that there is a difference let's let's be real there's somebody missing from this holiday somebody that has spent the last 30 or 40 years with us for this holiday that person is not here let's not pretend like we're all okay with it yeah so and i really appreciate the different ways that you offer for us to to, to, to get through the holiday, whether it's celebrated or not celebrated. Yeah, yeah. And what you're doing is you're honoring yourself and you're honoring their memory. People want you to be status quo because they're uncomfortable with dealing with reality. Um, they're uncomfortable with sitting with grief. They're uncomfortable with sitting with change. And, and, and we as people, when, when, when change comes, we got to do something. I call that hustling. So we yeah. try to hustle. Do you know what I mean by that? We try right. to, right. yeah. So we're trying to hustle so that, you know, we can make everything all right. And we're going to laugh about it. And we, so why can't we sit and cry? Why can't we just sit, you know? And so that goes to the next one is, you know, identifying that what traditions no longer serve me because you may get with a group of people that won't allow you to be where you need to be. And you are going to have to make the decision of this is not serving me anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay for that. And people say, well, you know, she can't get over it and she's struggling. No, she's, she's managing her life in the way that she needs to and the best way for her. Yeah. So I would say even um, specifically to widows, Yeah. Um, because I've been thinking a lot about this, especially those of us who are in church and we are, when we get married, we become one. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> lose my spouse, I don't have that other person mm. that made us one. Yeah. I'm moving forward without that one. Mm -hmm. So I can see why, why people would feel maybe incomplete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's difficult for those individuals who may feel that way and how, and, and so, which might even lead to some feelings of guilt. How can I celebrate when my spouse is not here with me? How can I, how can I have joy mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. season? And mm -hmm. I don't have that person here with me. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like, um, and I'm still working through this. I'm not, I'm not all the way there. Sure. But what I have done for myself is decided that I want to live. I'm not dying because he died. That's right. So I think we have to figure out what that looks like for us, even through the holidays. That's right. And I love what you said about you have to take care of yourself or you have to look after yourself. And it's about making yourself the priority. That's right. And I think when you've taken care of your spouse and your kids, children are grown. They're no longer children. Mm -hmm. You don't really have anything else or anyone else to take care of. Mm -hmm. Now what? Yeah. yeah. What does living life look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. And that is, is, is so well said. And when, and when you were saying, you know, being with the friends and the family, you know, I think about being able to communicate your desires to them, like being able to say, you know, during this holiday season, this is a hard one for me. So my desire this season is, um, you know, just to be with you, just to sit. And if I have my moments of tears, if I have my moments of laughter, that that's what I need, but being around people, who gonna allow you to be able to say, these are the desires. And it's also gonna help you, I believe, with, with really defining what it's gonna look like for you in the future. Because you're gonna be surrounding yourself with people who are gonna let you be authentic. Yeah. And that's really what you need now, because you're really discovering what this new Dr. Pastor Sabrina Ellis is gonna be and, what, and, and all the women out there. But what's it like for you? It's a discovery for you of finding out what that is. Yes. What I enjoy. Because you knew what you enjoyed when, when, when the two of you were together. So now, what brings me joy now? And, and, and also being able to say if there's something, like, I don't really like that. But, but, but I did enjoy this. And I can do more of this. And right. I, can, you know, I can partake in some more of that. Because what we'll find, because we want to be around people and be accepted, that will we'll kind of give in rather than being able to say, this is what I like. This is what I, and that's how you're going to build the new you because you're going to start discovering the things that, that really bring you meaning and value and the yes. conversations and the yes. people. Yes. And the other thing that I found out, you probably can give witness to this and I've talked to other women who um, are, are going through this is that they kind of have this, no nonsense, like they don't have tolerance for some stuff anymore. Oh, wow. So it's not just me. <laughs> no, like they tell me like the foolishness, 
They don't have tolerance for it because first of all, they realize how short life is. Second of all, they realize, okay, that what I do have, I want it to be quality. Yes. Um, and so they just don't have the tolerance, you know, and people will find them like, wow, they're kind of outspoken now. No, they just don't have the tolerance for it anymore. Yeah, it's that's interesting that you would mention that because that's exactly how I feel. And somebody actually said to me recently, because you knew Bishop Ellis, you would get this. Mm -hmm. After they heard me talking, this is somebody that had never really heard me in a full-blown conversation. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, they said, I think I heard a little bit of Bishop Ellis in there. And I just laughed. I said, no, yeah. what it, you've never heard me talk. I've always been quiet. He was the talker. I didn't have to say it. He said it. A lot of that is a part yeah. of it. But you're right about the tolerance. And people are not understanding that because I'm making choices that mm -hmm. are best for me. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how people can decide what they think you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And when you don't do that, they express their disappointment or their whatever. And I'm like, I'm walking around these days. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. This is what I'm going to do. And that's it. And I need peace in my life. So if you're not bringing peace to this situation, I got to separate myself that's from right. you in the situation. So you're right. The tolerance has changed. It, I mean, it's just like, I don't have to. So why would I? Yep. Yep. Which leads me to my next tip, which is being able to say to yourself, these are my non-negotiables. Like this is what I am and am not going to do during this season. So I'm not going to be around people who are going to um, make me feel more uncomfortable. People who are not going to be sensitive to me and the way that I want to feel. People that are going to try to tell me how to feel. Whatever your non-negotiables are, you need to be able to say, these are my non-negotiables and stand by those. Yeah. Um, it's just so important to be able to have those. Yeah. 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 And so if we're, if we're going to this extent to look after ourselves, to take after ourselves, take care of ourselves, um, let's, let's add this whole piece about the shopping and the gifts and the, mm. you know, all of that, um, the, the, the Christmas tree. So the other day, um, my youngest daughter was with me, Jasmine. We went to move some stuff out of storage and she saw the Christmas tree and she said, Ma, can I take the tree? She said, are you going to put up the tree? That was how she first asked. She said, are you going to put up the Christmas tree? I said, no, because I had already thought about it. No. She said, okay, can I put it up? at my place I said yeah sure you can take it and I was thinking about it the whole time she was taking it it was like I'm not saying I won't put up a tree again because I have I put up a tree the first Christmas after Bishop passed mm -hmm. but I knew all the family was coming to the house my grandchildren and I but I waited to the last minute to do that because I wasn't going to and then I just had us Spare the moment. And that's the other thing people have to be able to tolerate. Mm -hmm. I may say I don't want to today. Right. But tomorrow I might want to. Right. But it's just part of the back and forth with the process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
I don't feel obligated, you know, and I, and it's almost like even if I spend Christmas because my family is here with where I am in Dallas, if it's not, I don't feel like I'll be missing anything if they don't have a tree and we don't do, you know, everybody's matching pajamas. And <laughs> so it's like all of those things that people get excited about for Christmas. It's not that I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to enjoy Christmas again. And I think that's the part that, that our loved ones need to get. Just let me get through this Christmas. Yes. 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 I think that that probably applies to most people, not, not just me, not just widows, but people who are dealing with seasonal mm -hmm. depression. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just understanding this season, I can't, I can't do it. And it, it's so important. And, and I'm going to say this, this is a great segue to the next one of what boundaries do I need to set this season? What boundaries do I need to set for my, and the boundary may be, I'm not buying gifts. I'm not being a part of a gift exchange. I'm not putting up a tree. I'm not doing the Christmas carols, whatever it is. What boundaries do I need to set? Right. Yeah, and it's okay to set those boundaries and say it, which goes back to the last one, which is you got to be around people that are going to accept your boundaries. Yes. You yeah. have to. And you're right. In, in a couple of years, you may be, have a whole new, who knows what you might decide you want to do. But right. right now, for this season, this is where I am. And so hopefully the people that are listening to this, what they're getting is, you're right. Each season is different. And this whole grief thing, there is no point A to point Z. It doesn't work like that. And you probably know this. One day you can be at A, one day you can be at, at, at P, and the next day you're back at, at B. It's right. just, it, it, it right. just, and so it's where you are and, and being able to say where you are and, right. and allowing yourself to be there. And especially during this holiday season, it, it just evokes so much because First of all, there's so much around, especially in advertisement, about right. how the holidays should it's look. So commercialized. It is. It is. And there's no real commercials that say, well, what about those who have lost a loved one? Right. Or those who are by themselves. There's so many people that are alone for the holidays. So, yeah. yes. So, setting the boundary for yourself of what you need this season and being able to stand by that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and I, and it's also encouraging because you're, you're telling us that we have permission to yes. be in control of how we want to do this. That's right. And that's, I think that's important for a lot of people to hear because mm -hmm. there are so many people that force themselves to do things that they don't want to do and they're uncomfortable, they're miserable, which adds to the the depression it does it adds to the anxiety the the misery mm -hmm. uh, of 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 the a holiday season as it is and i i'm fortunate that that the people that i would be with the most anyway get it because they mm -hmm. feel a lot of what i feel mm -hmm. the difference for me this year is I may not get to be with both my girls and my grandkids. Yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit about even that, the setting that you may want may not be, you know, within reach. Right. I got one in California. Mm -hmm. I have one here in the city where, where I am, but mm -hmm. she has a boyfriend and she, I already know that she's spending Thanksgiving with him and his family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and then Christmas is, is coming. I had the one that's in California. We're already saying oh, the tickets are ridiculous. We can't do this. We cannot yeah. do this. Mm -hmm. So we'll be like all over the place trying to make the best mm -hmm. of it. We're not together. So that now, now that's an added situation for families that are normally together or have been. Yeah. So it's, and the truth of the matter is with as much thought as I give all of this, these are life changes. Right. Right. It's really life, but it got here sooner than we expected. That's so well said. And what you're describing are the many transitions in life that we experience. We have children who start their own families and their own lives and they're away doing that. Um, and so it, it's a matter of finding for ourselves where we are, what we can have and hold on to that's gonna be meaningful for us. And so, so many people are in that middle right now. You know, they may have their, their, their aging parent, their aging parent might be gone. They may have their, their children there. And so there's grief around that because just the idea of the way, okay, we think, well, I, I, I at least have this, but maybe I don't. Not the way that I envisioned it. Right. So sitting with that too, because that's another whole level of grief to be able to take in and, and to accept that my whole world is different. My whole reality is different. And, and the way that I may have looked back and saw things, um, I, I would not imagine it would look like this right now. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot to, but, but in, in my process, just thinking about all of it, and I think even my, my thinking through it is in some ways therapeutic because I, I recognize that this is just life. Yeah. I wasn't ready to live this part of life, but when you think of you know my age chronologically, it's about this time because not only have I lost my partner in life, but I think about all of the losses during the pandemic. Yes. Colleagues, friends, people that I did not really have time to grieve mm -hmm. when they left. Mm -hmm. So when I see their pictures or their photos or hear mention of them now, it's like, oh God, I can't believe they're gone. So it's like all of it. It's just everything, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's so well said. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I said that's so well said because, you know, we... We, and I know we keep bringing up the pandemic, but so much happened. And there was so much around that time for, for all of us. And so um, it, it's still affecting us now. I mean, we've yes. lost so many people and so much. And so um, there's been like what we consider this compound grief, which is grief over time. There's been 
this loss, and that's what you're saying, and this loss, and this tragic event, and this death. And then as you sit with it, and it all begins to, when you really think about it, it's like, like you said, some of them you probably didn't even think about. Not in a way like you may have missed them, or you may have had a thought about when they died or shed some tears, but you move on. And when you really sit with it all, it's it's overwhelming. It, it is. is. It and really so, is. you know, giving yourself permission to sit with all of that and, and look how all of that has affected you and is affecting you. And I just want to say that I am very proud of you because I don't know anybody else is talking about this. I don't, oh. I don't know other women, and there may be, but I don't know other women who are saying, you know what? This is hard. I'm I'm still grieving and I need to talk about it and I need to open the door for others to be able to get the help that they need. And tomorrow I may not feel like talking about it, but I'm going to talk about it today. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're right there. That's so cathartic. There's such healing in that to be able to say that and do that and opening the door for others to be comfortable with doing the same. So I thank you for doing this and opening up this avenue and, and discussing the things that, especially in our community, the African-American community, we don't talk about. Right. We don't talk about our feelings. Right. We don't talk about our grief. We don't talk about our sadness, but we act it out in inappropriate ways. Right, right, right. Well, I appreciate you saying that. It is really, um, it is something that's on my heart. As a matter of fact, I was, I was uh, impacted about uh, by the experiences of widows even before my husband died. Mm -hmm. I, I said one day, I said, maybe I jinxed myself because I was having this conversation. I had no expectation that he was going to leave, but I, you know, as much as I miss him and I feel the loss, I feel the pain, I feel like I, I need to do this because... Nobody, like you said, there may be people talking about it. We don't, somebody got information to have statistics about widows, but mm -hmm. to have the open discussion and, and include other widows and in, in, to talk about it. And I think that's what I really would like to do. And, and, and I'm hoping and praying that this particular conversation would spark something and others, I don't have to be the only one out here talking about it, but I think it needs to be discussed. Um, the one thing, one of the two things that Jesus spoke clearly about the church doing, and that was taking care of the widows and the orphans. Yes, he did. And I think, I think we need to remind the church and the community that that's still an important thing to do. That's right. I thank you so much, Dr. Moore, Dr. Martina Moore, for um, doing this. I want to just say thank you because every time I've called to ask you anything, you've responded in a positive way. Well, and I, this discussion has been phenomenal. Um, thank you for everything that you've shared. I'm certain that we'll do something uh, again, have another conversation that you will be invited to take part in. And to our listeners, um, our prayer is certainly that you will have a blessed holiday, a blessed holiday. And if anything has been said here today that will help make it just a little bit better, 
that my work here has been a success. Um, we don't want you to struggle any more than you have to. But if you can find your way to finding just a little bit of peace and mm -hmm. get through the holidays, mm -hmm. that will be a good thing. Continue to look and listen for the podcast that will come to you on the D-Free platform. Thank you again for listening today. And we look forward to seeing you the next time.